Yes, we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves, my name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, that's for you, Marilyn. Every single Saturday, try to come to you with some fresh content, especially this week. Of course, last week you heard uh, Mark Pazin a couple of times, but no mas, no, uh, we're moved on. We had Mike Vialta, Los Panas City Mayor, on at 6 a.m. Of course, you can catch that show on our streaming website, 1480kyos.com. Also, we have the archives of the old Citizens Watch, Citizen Watch shows. Just click on the banner, and there they all are. Some 70, uh, what will this week be? 76, 77, and 78. Boy, I tell you, we're getting up there. Soon to be 100 if they don't uh, let me go. But uh, so far, so good. We're still here in coronavirus-free Studio C, the bonus half hour, 9 to 9.30. I was advised by a producer of one of the other shows, Roger Wood, and a co-host, that uh, we left a couple of segments out of community conversations this Saturday. I apologize we had some computer uh, things going on here. Evidently, those two segments, which were MID, Merced Irrigation District, John Swigard, the uh, head head honcho over there, giving us an update on all things water-related. And also Karen Adams, uh, Merced County Treasurer-Tax Collector. Uh, she had a lot of information about the upcoming property tax payment that's going to be due April 10th. We will play. Those two missing segments, the lost episodes of Community Conversations on Monday on Merced County Morning News starting at 6 a.m. You'll hear them twice uh, during that hour. Probably we'll replay them also Wednesday and maybe even Friday on Karen's segment, especially as it relates to property taxes, which are due next Friday. Don't forget that second payment delinquent after Friday. They are going to have some relief, maybe. Uh, depending on what the governor does, what sort of things they are, what sort of leeway they get. What the governor said was, I'm not going to make uh, overpromises, is what he said on that. But they are looking at that. That's a big one for a lot of folks. You know, uh, they split those payments up into two payments. The first one's delinquent December 10th. Second one is delinquent April 10th. They actually wanted it back in February, but. As my mother used to say, there's two poor payers, son, those that pay too early and those that pay too late. Always pay on time. So when it's due, it's due, and it's due next Friday. Uh, we'll bring you more information as we can. And again, apologize for those two lost episodes of, of uh, Community Conversations. We will get those on mañana, Monday. Uh, no, that's not tomorrow. Tomorrow's Sunday. Hey, it's going to rain, just to let people know. Do not be deceived as we sit here uh, at 9 o'clock. It is going to open up this afternoon and for the rest of the week, which is a good thing. Hopefully it won't be too much too quick. We don't need any landslides. I've seen some you know, three, four inches up there in Mariposa, which is going to be crazy, man. Uh, we didn't get that March miracle. We did get a little help. Again, John Swigard indicated, with MID, indicated that the reservoir is full as they can be because we have to get ready for the snow melt. Uh, kind of interesting. He said house people, houseboat folks aren't being out, allowed to use their houseboats, maintenance, that sort of thing. But no, uh, no big parties on the lake. So really affecting everything. Uh, speaking of Mariposa, 
Speaking of Mariposa, they have been affected tremendously, as you can imagine, with the shutdown of Yosemite National Park. Seven million visitors a year, plus or minus a few that go up there. Obviously, a lot of foreign tourists, those sorts of things. Uh, just shut down. Uh, started incrementally, you know, the uh, the lodges shut down, the places to get food. After that, it's like, well, what is there to do? Uh, really interesting how the wildlife is kind of claimed, reclaimed uh, the areas without the people there to kind of scare them off. But uh, transient occupancy tax, tourism taxes, big, big deal. Tot taxes, I've talked about this a lot. We should be collecting more here in Merced County. Mariposa County, they live and die on it. They live and die on their tot tax. They could not, and, and I don't know, again, this is going to shake out a lot of things, man. This is going to sift the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, business-wise. But I wanted to read an article from the Mariposa Gazette, a little newspaper that's published up there. Great source of information for the Mariposa area. Uh, this, they come out every Friday. So this is from the uh, latest edition. Mariposa, and this is regarding supervisors' pay. I talked about this a few months ago when they voted on it. They raised their pay over there in Mariposa. They were getting $50,000 a year. Now, when you compare that to the County of Merced supervisors at 100 thousand plus a year plus a generous generous perks i mean a lot of perks a lot of a lot of fat on the bone over there that these guys get you know mileage blah 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 you know driving in from the west side 52 cents whatever it is they get it the junkets you know the the dc the you know keep a bar stool from levitating you know there there's a lot of a lot of, you know, one voice, one more drink, last call, whatever it is. A lot of things going on over there that these cats get as far as perks on our dime here in Merced County. Well, Mariposa didn't want to be left out. And they raised their pay from $50,000 a year to 80000 plus benefits. Now, let me tell you, the folks in Mariposa aren't as uh, amenable to this kind of robbing of the uh, treasury as the folks in Merced are, you know, in Merced, we tie the supervisors paid to the superior court judges because they're the same, right? Not even close, but they hide under the judge's robe, hide behind the robes of the superior court judge to justify their extravagant pay when everybody else is getting laid off, furloughed, no uh, visible future. But don't worry. Don't worry, they're going to get theirs. Well, in Mariposa, those folks, uh, <laughs> they're not going to put up with it like the folks in Merced County do. So uh, here's from the article, Mariposa Gazette. Mariposa County supervisors will have an interesting choice to make during their next meeting on April 7th. Earlier this year, the supervisors voted to increase their salaries by $30,000 a year, and there was plenty of outrage in the community. So much so, a petition drive began from a grassroots group of residents. The drive resulted in the referendum against Ordinance 1148 and was submitted to county officials a month ago. Last week, Mariposa County Clerk Keith Williams issued a statement saying the referendum does have the required number of signatures. With 823 valid signatures required, the group managed to get plenty more. The number of verified signatures was 1,054, according to the county clerk. 
around 230 of the total 488 signatures were not verified. So they collected 1,488. Uh, 1,054 were good. They only needed 800. I think folks are upset. What this means, said Williams, is he will present the certified copies to the Board of Supervisors at the April 6th meeting, which is required by law. From there, the supervisors have a choice. They can rescind the previous ordinance authorizing the raises, or they can proceed and have the issue placed on the ballot in November. It's up to them to decide, according to the county clerk. The fact that we are again facing the reality of how fragile the tourist economy is, it is even more obvious that this referendum was necessary, said Carol Dewey, a a proponent of the movement. I am pleased that the people of Mariposa have stepped forward to let their voices be heard, and so am I. So am I. I only wish the citizens of Merced would let their voices be heard in the same way. I go on with the article. The issue of salary hikes became a visible protest in the county with organizers gathering signatures in many locations, including the county landfill. They even went out to the dump. The raise voted by the supervisors would increase their annual compensation from around $50,000 a year to around $80,000 a year plus benefits. Kimberly Williams, the human resources director for the county, presented the information about the raises during a meeting earlier this year. Williams said she had researched the subject and felt the supervisors, who were responsible for all county operations, were not being compensated properly. Another point made by the supervisors is the the fact, with a larger salary, more people might seek the office, something they felt was critical for the future of local government. Now, we've heard this excuse here in Merced County with uh, some of the executive pay, city manager pay, that sort of thing. Hey, you got to offer the big bucks or they just won't apply. Well, uh, okay, it's an argument. Here we are, uh, back to the article. The board voted four to one to approve the increase with Supervisor Marshall Long dissenting. Long had advocated for smaller increases spread out over time. The democratic will of the people has come at an unprecedented moment in history, said Barbara Cohn, another proponent of the measure. We, as a community, have thankfully protected the county general fund from an annual burden obligation of an additional $184,000. That is a very significant outcome as we faced an unparalleled collapse of the nearly singular dependence we have on the tot tax to fill our county coffers. She added, please keep an eye on your elected officials. The integrity of our county leadership will absolutely be measured by their response to this appeal. It is time to move forward with a more diverse perspective on how to fund Mariposa County, as well as assuring there is more input as to who has a right to those funds. Nick Lambert, another of the people behind the movement, added, the residents of Mariposa County have been led strongly by their moral compass to stand up for what's right. Our small town shares a set of unique values that often brings us closer together, whether it be sticking up for what's right or sticking together when times gets tough. Mariposa County residents always 
stand with one another. Mariposa is more than a county. It's a family. And so I just want to compliment the folks of Mariposa, the citizens of Mariposa, for getting together and putting this issue on the November ballot. Or it may be uh, it may not even make it to November because I think the will of the people is showing. And those 823 valid signatures required out of 1,000 that were given valid, well, I think the Board of Supervisors, you better listen. Because November, I think there will be a reckoning if you don't. And to go, uh, what's that, 50000 to 80000 that's almost, a, what, a 50% raise? A little more than that? I mean, that's just, that's a big bite. I know here in Merced County, uh, they've gone up and up and up. There was a time, they still get the, uh, I believe they're still getting the $20,000 uh, discretionary fund. Uh, for a while there, it was $100,000 a year per supervisor, per district. Just uh, insane, some of the patronage, some of the things that are going on in the community. And I, I just I just think it's uh, way past time to get rid of that re-election slush fund that, you know, and folks will disagree. You know, well, in the unincorporated uh, areas, you know, we use that money to fix things. Well, put it in the budget. Have a separate line item. Do it the right way. Don't make it discretionary. I have to give Darren McDaniel credit for getting at least a form where they have to fill out to somehow, uh, you know, memorialize the request, who's requesting it. But it's just, uh, it's too discretionary. Political patronage, that went out years ago, except here in Merced County. No other county has that up and down the valley. But again, we are unique, not only for the pay we give the supervisors, which to me, uh, I don't know, even in this period of time, I I, I know they're they're doing a lot of work and, and uh, we appreciate that. But I think to tie your pay to the judges' salaries is uh, not uh, not comparable. Put it up to the voters. You, you saw that with the city council, Merced City Council measure, what was it, KLNM, I think L was the compensation for the city council, whether or not to give them a little money. It'd be interesting to see now what happens with that since the council meetings are going to be all virtual, online, uh, at home, shelter in place. I don't know with the public's access really Really what it's going to be like, uh, really what it's going to be like that way. Uh, the rain, I said, is coming. It's going to be here later today, all week. You know, folks haven't uh, battened down the hatches, you better. It's, uh, it's going to be a big one. We really need to uh, be careful about that. Also, applying for unemployment insurance, food stamps, those type of things. Very, very easy to do online. If you've been laid off or had your hours reduced, that's something... Uh, uh, we think that you ought to look into. One thing I wanted to cover, we're just going through some old items here really quickly, so bear with me. Uh, the Outwater City Council had a meeting. We covered a little bit last week in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, one of the big deals over there is this new splash pad water park that they're going to have over at Veterans Park. Uh, the bids came in for some of the uh, construction work quite a bit above what they had anticipated, over a half a million dollars. I think they only had one bidder respond. They threw out all the bids and brought a lot of that back in-house. And, of course, uh, with everything going on with the COVID crisis, hard to know if this is going to be done or will even be able to be used uh, once it gets uh, built. I had a question in regards to the recycling of the water. It's my understanding that the water was going to be 
reused. It wasn't a single use. I don't know if that has to be treated or if that was one of the things that added to the cost. But when we talk about treating water and at water, when are we going to hear something about the wellhead treatment that needs to go on? Uh, they did have an issue in the last council meeting where they had to change the uh, granulated uh, activated carbon or GAC in uh, four of the vestal vessels on the one well that they are treating. But the other uh, wells, as you know, are out of compliance with this uh, 123 TCP uh, situation. And the, a lot of residents have clamored uh, for some answers. And again, with the meetings going to a virtual or online format, comments being submitted ahead of time, I don't know if we're going to hear uh, the outcry that we have before from some of the residents, but hopefully their pleas are being addressed. I know that the... Uh, Splash pad is a huge priority there right now. And again, I understand recreation options are, uh, you know, something that everybody is is uh, wanting. The other issue in Atwater, of course, is how they're going to address the, address the Measure O uh, situation. This was the tax measure they had on the ballot, the going from a half cent sales tax to fund police and fire to a full percentage point. That was struck down by the voters, whether or not that will be brought up again on the November ballot. Uh, I haven't heard anything officially, but I'm pretty sure it has to be. I, uh, I, think, uh, I think that's something that's going to be uh, necessary because, again, it sunsets in three years. And talking about the Merced City Council, I don't believe they've – I know they're going out for some public safety surveys on the Measure C extension – but I haven't seen an official uh, ballot request yet go out by the council. It may be a bit early. And whether or not that'll be increased from a half cent to something more, which there's been rumors about adding something on for parks, uh, youth, I don't know, something like that. I think the uh, marijuana tax was supposed to be split up 30-30-30 uh, or third-third-third between police, fire, and parks. So, again... Uh, where these funds are going to come from, whether or not they're going to be added on to sales taxes or not, and especially when we saw the results of the last election, a lot of pushback, Prop 13, every tax measure here, and well, except for a couple of the school districts in El Nido, pretty much everything failed in Merced County. Proposition 13 failed. So it'll be interesting to see what happens again in November. supposed to be a property tax on the commercial real estate. And again, if you don't think that's going to be passed along to whatever renters you have left... Well, think again, and if the commercial real estate folks aren't suffering now with brick and mortar going out, uh, the uh, lack of businesses, the small businesses not being able to pay their rent for the foreseeable future, the best situation we have right now with the Small Business Administration is uh, two months of expenses. That's only eight weeks. We hear this is going to peak at the first part of June. Well, Again, my MCOE math isn't that great, but that's about eight weeks. So just as this thing is starting to peak, uh, we're going to need some more health out there. So a lot of, uh, lot of concern out there in the business community uh, going forward and what we're, how we're going to get these funds. So I think government needs to uh, watch their expenses, too. You shouldn't have to renounce your citizenship to get more benefits than uh, folks that come into this country illegally. And this is some of the things we're seeing on the national scene, some pushback against benefits, those type of things that 
are available to citizens. People feel that anybody that you know lays their head down in America should get. Well, it's it's there's some tough decisions having to be made. We hear in New York that people in cardiac arrest aren't even being brought into the hospital. It doesn't matter who you are. So we only have so many resources available in this country as we're sorely finding out. And our priorities are being readjusted all the time. Like I say, America is changing before our eyes. This is a time that we could never have imagined three months ago. Life is precious. Life is precious, everybody. Life is very, very precious. And it's going to be interesting to see what our economy looks like, how business is going to go forward, events, mass events. Are we going to be in stadiums? Are we going to feel comfortable being in stadiums? So science, technology, engineering, and math, we're really relying on a lot of those things to get us out of this, uh, this situation. I talked a little bit about distance learning and how the school districts up and down this state have been caught flat-footed on how to implement distance learning. This isn't something new. We've had Clovis Unified in our valley giving online courses for years and why the other school districts haven't implemented some, uh, some semblance of that that could be expanded now at this time, I don't know. But they're doing it now, and there's going to be a lot of, uh, lot of funds. And again, the teachers, what is their role going to be in all of this? I'm, so sh- I'm sure some or more uh, you know, better at distance learning than others. Some are probably better in person. And what about those uh, vulnerable populations in the schools where you know, you have the, uh, uh, the special classes, the, the, I think of Wired Cafe, one of my favorite places to go get a cup of coffee that uh, is run by MCOE over there for some of the folks that need special attention. It's a great uh, resource for them. Are they going to be able to continue that? Um, it's, it's really a lot, of, a lot of things up in the air with education and, and more. We, we commit over 50% of the state budget uh, to education, $10,000 per child or more average, at least here in Merced County. I believe it's uh, close to three-quarters of a billion dollars that MCOE administers to the 20 school districts. And again, when we look at all of these different school districts, the different curriculums, the assistant to the assistant to the assistant, do we need all of that now going forward? Do we need all of the brick and mortar? Is it going to take the uh, way of retail where things are going to be more online? We send you the information. You take the tests online. Again, what are the standards going to be? How are we going to measure the metrics? Now we're into a pass-fail uh, no SATs to get into the University of California system. Who would have ever guessed some of these things that we're going through? So again, epic times. Epic times, my friends. Uh, really quite quite uh, unique. So hopefully you'll stick here with us. Again, we're going to replay a couple of interviews that didn't make it on the community conversations. Uh, so apologetic for that. To John Swigert, MID, we'll get you on tomorrow, or excuse me, Monday, and also Karen Adams, the registrar, or excuse me, God, I keep thinking of Barbara Levy, Karen Adams, the treasurer-tax collector, County of Merced, as you know, property taxes are going to be due next Monday, or excuse me, next Friday, but we'll play those interviews uh, on Monday, I apologize for those not getting in the computer. Sometimes that happens. We're out of time for this segment of Merced. I just feel like I've been talking all morning. This segment of Merced County, uh, no, what is it? Uh, Citizen Watch. I'll get it straight. The bonus half hour. So happy that you've been with me. 
My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you next week.